Welcome to the Tech and Main Presents Podcast with your host, Sean St. Hill. Sean is the CEO of Tech and Main, a technology consulting firm in Atlanta, Georgia. Listen in as thought leaders share their tips and insights about what's going on in the world of technology. And now, here's your host, Sean St. Hill. Thank you for joining another episode of Tech and Main Presents, where we bring you the best insights from today's leaders and experts in technology. Today, we will be speaking with Samara Williams. She runs Thread Operations at Cardinal Health in Columbus, Ohio. She also has a great TED Talk, which I will put a link to in the show notes. Samara, welcome to the Tech and Main Presents podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I appreciate the plug for the TEDx. That was a big, big accomplishment of mine. Oh, it's a pleasure to um, be able to make that available in the show notes. Um, Now, if you want to give the title, certainly feel free, um, but know that uh, it will be in the show notes. um, Okay, yeah. No, once this once this episode goes live, so. Absolutely, yeah. So the title of it is "Keep Your Shit Safe." Um, It was kind (laughs) of had a great a great sponsor of mine come to me, and he. You know, he gave me this opportunity to kind of get on stage in front of, he told me it was um, 500 people. It ended up being closer to 800 people. Um, But, you know, what's 300 here or there, right? Yeah, plus Um, or minus 300. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. And um, he he then told me that it was going to be five minutes. Okay. And I'm like, okay, five minutes. Cool. You know, it's kind of tough. You know, I like to talk. Um, What's going to, what is it going to be about? Anything you know about cybersecurity. And I'm like, I have five minutes <laughs> to talk about anything I think they should know, because really I would need like three hours, right? So I, the talk is basically about me trying to, because um, the, the audience was all just kind of general population. Okay. So I had to make it quick, dirty, and entertaining. And I, that's, that's what, kind of what I put together and I got a lot of really good feedback. No, and, and I must say, um, you delivered. You know, that is the tightest five minutes of practical cybersecurity advice I think anyone could avail themselves of. So, uh, yeah, kudos to you. Yeah. Shout out to your um, person that, you know, came to you with the idea to do it. Uh, yeah, because mm-hmm. you, you you definitely delivered that. Those, for sure. yeah, those, those mentors and sponsors that believe in you are everything, right? He told me. This was years, like a couple of years right now. And he told me I had the energy for it. I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> right. But now I think I get it. That totally kicked off me doing podcasts like this one, conference talks, whenever I want, things like that. All right. So Sam, I'm going to deviate from what we'll jump into sure and, we'll, we'll, and we'll come back. But um, I just want to touch on something that you just said, mm-hmm. uh, sponsors and mentors, mm-hmm. right? There's, there's a group that I'm a part of uh, for uh, Black entrepreneurs that are parents. And the founder of the group talks a lot about, you know, helping you get to the bag. We've got a lot of cohorts. We've got a lot of groups and symposiums. And they're about content in a lot of cases, right? You know, sure. they want to, you know, let you hear from this person and that person, but helping you get to the bag is really what an entrepreneur needs, right? Right. They need help 
getting an introduction to someone that will take an interest in their product or service. Yep. The, the equivalent of that is having sponsors and mentors. And so with that, talk to us a little bit about, you know, how that's helped your career um, and, and what that has oh, meant man. to you. I'm going to get into a little bit of a spiel here because I'm very passionate about this topic just in general. I know we had questions here. I'm kind of going off. Uh, I, I categorize mentors three different ways. So you have your coaches. These are the people who know you through and through professionally. Personally, you can go to them with anything. I've got a few coaches that are so vital to my personal and professional development, right? Then you have your sponsors. And these are the people who talk about you when you're not in the room. They're the people who give you these opportunities. They're the people who think of you as soon as they have any idea, right? They're like, this person would be great for that. Um, they're often the hardest, the hardest people to keep around, to be completely honest, because they're not like coaches. You don't talk to them all the time, right? And sponsors only continue to sponsor you when you make them look good, right? Doesn't sound great, but it's the name of the game. That's just how hey, it is. Call a spade a spade. It is what it is. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then you have your board of directors. And these are people that you just come to every so often to um, pitch an idea to, right? There are people that you don't mind if they hurt your feelings, <laughs> right? Because okay. you want that good advice, right? They're not coaches. They're not sponsors. They don't really talk about you as much. They don't really you know, know you through and through, but they can look at your tech. They can look at your idea and they can take it apart. So these are people that you admire from a technological standpoint. Oh, Sam, that was an amazing breakdown. So you had mentors, you mm -hmm. have sponsors, and then you have one that we don't often hear, and that is the board of directors. So yes. I'm going to ask you a question. How many people do you have on your board of directors? That's a, that's a big one. It depends on what I'm looking at. So okay. if I am looking at um, a threat intelligence idea, I have two or three different people that I know I have to go to with this idea because they okay. are brilliant, right? It could be parenting as well, parenting ideas that I have, or, you know, sort of general cybersecurity strategy related things. Or if I need to have, make a partnership with a risk organization, I go to somebody who knows about risk. Um, so <laughs> the board of directors, um, it, those are actually the easiest to obtain, in my opinion, because okay. everybody loves to have an opinion and everyone has an opinion, right? This is so true. when you tell them, so when you, you reach out and you say, I admire you and I'd like to know your thoughts on topic, generally they will reply with something. So, um, so really just having an extensive network. I don't have a, I don't have a specific number I could give you on that. No, and, directors. and that's, and that's, and that's fine. Yeah. I think really the more important thing is, um, Sam, I, I feel like mm -hmm. I've known you forever. And so I'm just going to, you know, be very Give candid. To me straight. I mean, yeah, just, I mean, straight no chaser, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, for those that will look you up on the internet, right, they will realize that you are not a gray-haired 90-year-old woman, right? Correct. And so, you know, with that, I mean, obviously, you know, a person, I'll, I'll just say in your age range, right? Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll keep it PC that way. Sure. How, how did, how did you come 
to be so wise so young? Uh, and I'm totally open with being personal here. So I am 28, right? So still in my 20s, right? I'm an itty bitty little baby sometimes when it comes to cybersecurity in general, right? The industry, becoming a manager, everything like that. Um, there was, uh, ever since I was probably 13 years old, that's when I came out to my parents, right? Okay. There have been experiences from then, so now, which is about 15 years, They've really shaped me, have given me the ability to um, heighten my perception, given me the ability to read people better based on their reaction to things and things like that. Obviously, being Black, Puerto Rican, biracial also helps. (laughs) Being a female also helps. Having a mom from the Bronx helps a lot. Um, So it's that social and situational awareness, I think as part of, uh, and self-awareness, right? I'm basically naming every aspect of emotional intelligence, but um, I've really put a lot of emphasis on emotional intelligence in the past three years wow. as well. So there's, um, okay, I, I, I have to- <laughs> We didn't even I, know we were going here, did no, we? <laughs> I, I, I have to restrain myself, Sam. I really do because there's a couple different directions that I wanna go in, um, sure. but I'll- I'll come back. I'll, Okay. Okay. Good. Good. And and here's and here's what I'm thinking. And and I'll 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 put a pin in this. But there's um there's a lady that I interviewed recently for the podcast, uh, Deidre Diamond. Um, she is in cybersecurity recruiting. Okay. It's a phenomenal lady, and mm-hmm. one of the things that she is very passionate excuse me passionate about mm-hmm. is emotional intelligence. And I think it would be beyond amazing to have a conversation with yourself, with Daedri. And there's one other person that I'm thinking of whose name slips me right now and I'll have to remember it. But I'm thinking like that would be a phenomenal conversation because emotional intelligence in the cybersecurity ecosystem just it's it's not really touched. It's not really talked about. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. And so I'll, like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll push a pin in that, but um, that is a conversation that I would love, love, love to have. Um, you know, I'm down. You okay. Know I'm down. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So let's talk about um, the questions that we did have set aside. And <laughs> you, and again, I just, I, I appreciate your flexibility. I've you know, just, you know, kind of the whole flow of tree of things. Um, sure. And you, and you did touch on this uh, a little bit, but is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience as far as your background? Sure. Yeah. Um, some tips and tricks maybe as well for those who are listening. Um, so I grew up in San Antonio, Texas, grew up in the South. So that's where a lot of those trials and tribulations came from. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, and um so I actually moved up to Columbus, Ohio for a cybersecurity opportunity. Okay. And honestly, it was a Indeed post. I looked at it and I said, what the hell? You know, what's, what's the worst that could happen? Right, right. <laughs> so, so the first thing I want to say is take a risk. Apply for that job that you don't think that you're qualified for. So this job that I've applied for, it was a sort of glorified intern where you could rotate through different companies headquartered in Columbus, Ohio. So the big ones are Cardinal Health, which is who I work for now, 
um, nationwide. Huntington, Battelle, L Brands. I'm missing a couple here. Um, but you get the gist, right? Yes. Big companies, you rotate through their cybersecurity um, teams every 10 weeks. So it was a two-year program that matured me significantly, right, okay. in this industry. And <clears throat> so I was, started out with two girls. One, unfortunately, um, had to end up leaving because um, she had a baby, right? <laughs> so things women go through in this industry. Yes, and absolutely. Then, um, yeah. And then, so I was the only female left. And I was surrounded by uh, white males who were very technical, right, in their own right. Um, I was not as technical, but I realized my strengths, right? So there's the second one, realize your strengths. And um, I realized that my strengths were the things that are, they tend to be undervalued, um, networking and documentation. So that's what I did. I mm. learned everything I could technically and I would document it for people because another thing cybersecurity professionals are not great at is documentation, sharing the wealth, putting their knowledge onto a piece of paper. Yes. So I would take the knowledge from others and put it on a piece of paper the best I could. So that, that taught me some transferable skills, right? Number three, understand your transferable skills, right? Um, I was able to sort of take technical elements and ingest them, right? And um, then be able to put them on a piece of paper that anybody could read and try to understand, right? Um, <clears throat> the other thing was networking, like I said. And I realized that we had a, um, so maybe number three, I don't know what I'm on, number four, <laughs> I can't remember, um, is uh, understand like your avenues, you know? Play the strategic game all the time. So what I understood was we we're glorified interns. The company I was working for, um, was invested in by the CIOs and CISOs of the ah. company of the companies, right? So okay. I realized I'm actually an intern that the CISO is aware of. Why don't I reach out and have a conversation with them? So each rotation I had, I met with each CISO and kind of just, and this is something I tell people often, when you're looking for a mentor and you reach out to them for the first time, never say, I want to share my story you always ask them, I want to hear your story, right? Because who doesn't love talking about themselves? <laughs> that's this your ticket true. in though. That's your ticket in. So that's what I would say. I want to meet with you. I want to hear, you know, about your journey. And I'd like some advice from you. So there's my past. Okay. Now, well, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, Sam, that is, that is amazing, right? So you left home and mm -hmm. all of the you know, security and familiar surroundings thereof, you right. come up to Columbus, Ohio for what, as you said, was essentially, you know, a, a glorified internship, mm -hmm. right? But you didn't allow the situation to just be what it was or overwhelm you or any of that. You, you flipped it. Yep. Right. And so you, you took it upon yourself to, as you said, you know, know yourself and know what your strengths were, right? So mm -hmm. networking and documentation. Sam has that on lock and you, you executed against your strengths. You yep. realized that these CISOs and CIOs were, you know, kind of the um, shepherds, if you will, of the program. Right. And so mm -hmm. you're like, hey, I might as well, you know, get in front of these 
decision makers and the people that have a vested interest in the program. And kudos to you for doing that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very strategic. I'm, you know, you know, on the border of manipulative in some ways, but I, I let it work for me. It, you can't let things come to you. You got to go get them. Plain and simple. Look, um, Sam, so I'll, I'll, I'll just say this. I'm, I'm a little bit older than you. Um, and what I've, what I've always found is, you know, the people that get the furthest are the ones that make crystal clear what it is they're looking for, right? And so, it, no, I'll, I'll say it. And, 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 here's, and here's the thing, right? So mm -hmm. you, you, you mentioned your background, right? Um, Black, Puerto Rican, right? Multiracial, mm -hmm. female, right? Mm -hmm. um, you, one, aren't expected to apply for a position that you're not fully 100% qualified for. Right. Right. Um, you mentioned coming out to your parents, mm -hmm. right? So um, this is June 1st, right? It is the first day of Pride Month. Pride Month, let's go. So uh, look, there's, again, and I'm gonna have to restrain myself, right? But there's, <laughs> but there's just, there's just a lot to be said for um, not being quiet and mm -hmm. sitting off in the corner and quote unquote, knowing your place, right? right. Um, so again, I, I love the fact that we're having this conversation because you know, you're, 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 you're striking all the right chords, you're hitting all the right notes as far as what you need to do to get ahead. 28 years old, Tech and Main presents, audience, Tech and Main presents family, 28 years old and running threat operations for Cardinal Health. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> if, 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 if Sam was a wallflower and just, you know, quote unquote, knew her place and just sat off in the corner, we would not be having this conversation. So I'm, yeah, yeah hats off. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I want to touch on something very quickly as well that I think I missed. Um, always solicit feedback and be prepared for what you're going to get. And when you get something that hurts a little bit, dig into that and feel it, right? Because that's the only way to, to grow, right? Um, and I learned this because, well, actually, I'm just putting all my business out there at this point, but um, I'm actually adopting very soon here. And throughout the entire- oh, okay. Yeah, throughout the oh, entire that's awesome. process, thank you. You have to really dig in to your own wounds, your childhood wounds, and, and, you know, rise from those ashes, essentially. So it's been a very interesting two years, the past two years, but I'm always happy to share that stuff. Um, a big part of this emotional intelligence is kind of where we're going here, um, is self-reflection. You got to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, Ooh, that needs to change. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah, no, that's, it's tough. Absolutely tough. Absolutely. Oh, but that's, that's so powerful, Sam. Um, all right. So here's, here's something interesting. Uh, and, and it's so timely. And so I'll only touch on it because of sure. the timeliness, but um, there's some friends that invited us over um, over the weekend and um, we got to meet some friends of theirs. Um, and this was an older couple and they had adopted four or five children, 
Um, wow. You know, and wow. you know. Oh wait, um, all at once? I'm sorry, all at once? No, um, no. Over the oh, over the course okay. of no, over the course of a few years. But gotcha. But what was so interesting was um, two of the children were Caucasian. One was African American. Uh, one mm -hmm. was Latino, and okay, and and the third one. Um, there were so three Caucasian, um, one African American, and one Latino. And mm -hmm. what was so interesting is before we found out, you know, the demographic information of mm -hmm. each child, um, they just very matter of factly introduced the fact that these were their five kids, and here's where they lived, and here's what they're up to, and. You know, we're so proud of this one. And, you know, she's a teacher and one teacher right. of the year. And so it was, it was family, mm -hmm. right? And, and so connecting back to you talking about adopting, right? What, what you're talking about isn't just the adoption process. It is, it is bringing a child into your family and creating, mm -hmm. you know, a, a, a safe environment for that child to grow up in, right? Yep. Because they will no longer be a part of the system. Right. You know, they will now be a part of a family. And so I think that's a beautiful thing. Thank honestly, you. Yeah. Sam. It's so it's actually three siblings um, to shock you a little bit more. Oh, okay. <laughs> your face, your face is killing me. <laughs> Yes, yes. And you, you make a, I mean, it's a lot of pressure. It's so much pressure. And we're constantly like, okay, the, the whole goal of this, why we started, one, keep siblings together. We always knew we wanted two, at least. Okay. So what's, what's one more, right? Um, kind of like the 300 audience members. Exactly. <laughs> Plus or minus one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, we just want to give them a better shot than they had before. And if we can continue to just remember those things, right? We're, we're gonna be okay. <laughs> so um, it, that, that focus is, it, it's tough. It's very tough. Oh, I, 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 can, I can only imagine. Um, but, but Sam, you just in you know, getting to talk to you and to listen to you, you are built of solid stuff. Thank you. You're yeah. welcome, you're welcome. All right, so let me ask you this. What has you most excited about your daily work? Oh, wow. So um, another thing to know about me, maybe some of my less attractive traits is I, um, <laughs> I'm very fickle, okay? And I'm also very antsy. I cannot do the same thing every single day. I'm just not built that way. Okay. And that's what I love about my job. That's what I love about threat intelligence. That's what I love about vulnerability management. You're working on something, you're on to the next right? You could have four or five things going on, but the next week, the next day, the next two days are going to be different than what you were doing the other day, right? So I, I'm not going anywhere. That is probably my most, my favorite thing about the job. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, great. Um, so let's, let's get your thoughts on um, security issues in the healthcare industry. What would you say is the biggest security issue healthcare is facing? I did my absolute best to find one and I couldn't, <laughs> okay? <laughs> There's just not, okay? Right. If anybody works in healthcare out there, they just know it is a giant um, gray area 
right? Um, you know, your business is literally lives. So it's not to be taken lightly. It's not true. a just simple yes or no choice all the time. So what I have, what I have written down here after lots and lots of thinking is the growth of IoT and OT vulnerabilities specifically, because I work in vulnerability management and direct intelligence. Okay. Um, and increasing that visibility, right? So one, discover them, assess them, and then attempt to remediate. These IoT and OT vulnerabilities are not like the other vulnerabilities we're, we're used to. They need to be handled very carefully, right? Medical devices, even cameras, iPads, things like that, right? They just need to be handled differently. Um, the rapid evolution of technology, and I put leaving healthcare in the dust because we tend to just be a little bit far behind, right? Whether it be budget, whether it be the actual operations of the day-to-day, -day, um, this rapid move to the cloud, right? Things like that tend to leave healthcare in the dust a little bit. And then um, of course, the threat intelligence side, that's my background, how attractive healthcare is to cyber criminals. <laughs> it's just gonna, it, it's, it's just gonna increase, right? As they get more nefarious, as they get more money hungry. No, I, I, it, it's, it was interesting to me when the pandemic first started and you had, you know, these different companies that were um, doing, you know, the, the testing and, you know, there was this, um, I, I would say real, you know, joy and buoyancy to be able to report that, you know, we're, we're making progress and, you know, there's, you know, good things coming. And I think the world was asleep a little thinking that um, threat actors and hackers would just leave that information untouched, yeah. you know, and, and I, and we, and we all saw that, you know, um, some of the hardest hit organizations, some of the, you know, um, entities that were come after the most, you know, were in healthcare and, you know, mm -hmm. were affiliated with, you know, coming up with, you know, vaccine treatments and, you know, trials and things of that sort. And so I can only imagine, um, Sam, what you guys are seeing, you know, on a daily basis. Um, it's, it's incredibly conflicting, right? So I have a great example of why. So um, we, for a little while there, um, we were thinking maybe threat actors had some sort of moral code and they wouldn't attack hospitals, right? Right, right. But then when that German hospital got attacked and a woman actually died because they had to get rerouted somewhere else, that's when we were like, all right, the gloves are off, right? They mean business now. And it's conflicting because I could not let that crisis go to waste. I had to use that and say, wake up. We got to do something about this, right? I'm not, I'm not trying to say that that's why there's been so, in, so much investment in my team, I think my leaders already knew that, but it just helps to bring it home. You know, healthcare is so fragile and that's that's a big part of why I work in it for the purpose. Okay, no, that, that's awesome. So um, you, you talked about the issues. Um, what, what solutions are you seeing or would you propose to help deal with some of the things that you mentioned? 
Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if this is like an unconventional way of going about it, but I think there's always some sort of technical solution that can be made for the most part when we talk about these security issues. Um, the solution I propose is a little bit bigger picture. So actual execution of those technical strategies that we draw up in the beginning of the fiscal year and alignment with the business. And I, I think, <laughs> I thank Cardinal Health for beating that into my head because the business drives us, we enable the business, right? So <laughs> when we say that it's oh, third-party risk is perfect, it's the perfect example. If there's a third party, they don't have a strong security, you know, um, fundamentals even, but they give us something that is unique to other third-party vendors that help the business get done, then we need to find mitigating controls because they're going to get, right, they're going to become a vendor. So it's understanding what is important to the business and even getting them in on the conversation and a lot of education around that as well. Um, and then executing on the actual technical strategies that we have. Obviously budget and things like that um, don't help, but having that plan A, B, C, D is really helpful. Okay, great. Well, Sam, thank you for sharing that. Um, it's, it's interesting that I would have the number of podcast interviews scheduled for today. Um, the first episode that I recorded earlier today was um, actually with the co-authors of a cybersecurity textbook called um, Medical Device Cybersecurity for, <laughs> for Engineers um, mm -hmm. and Technical Professionals. So yeah, I've, so I've been, I've, I've been getting, you know, a, a full dose of, you know, no pun intended. Um, mm -hmm. you know. Nice. <laughs> Aha. So, uh, you know, but, it, but, it, but it just, it, it speaks to the importance um, of healthcare and how important cybersecurity is um, building security into the devices before they're shipped, right? And then obviously, you know, in your role, you know, making sure that the healthcare system, the organization, you know, is protected. Um, so obviously we, we know that the, the SolarWinds hack took place late last year. Um, you know, we are recording this in the late spring of 2021, right? And so, you know, the Colonial Pipeline situation, you know, that, that data breach occurred. Um, we are we are living in a day and time when, you know, to to quote you from earlier, you know, these these strat actors they don't care, right? They right. they don't have a moral code, right? And so you 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 shut down Colonial Pipeline, and for about two to three weeks, you know, you had you know, gas stations, you know, up and down the East Coast, literally running out of gas, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, I never thought I would live to see the day when people would be double bagging grocery bags and putting gasoline in it. Where, where are you located? Did you actually see that? Well, not, not physically. Um, so I'm in Atlanta, but I, I, I did not see it, okay. but on the news, 
is, I should thank you for helping me be more specific, Sam. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I, I, I asked that because I'm from Texas and Texans tend to do some interesting things. And I have friends who have taken pictures of okay. said <laughs> Yes. Oh, gracious. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, but, you know, you, you, you think about that and, and that's what people, for better or worse, were driven to. Right. And so... Um, it's toilet paper. That's the toilet paper of COVID, right? Yes. Yes, <laughs> Sam. That's, 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 it's, that, it's that hoarder mindset, right? Mm -hmm. And so that is what um, threat actors and, you know, people that want to hack into your system, you know, that, that is their end game. It is to it is to get you to panic, and to mm -hmm. you know think that I won't be able to get gas, right? I won't be able to do X Y Z, you know. Or again, to quote you from earlier, you know, the German hospital where mm -hmm. the lady died because she had to be rerouted, right? right? Because where she was going, those systems were offline and unavailable. This this is what we're dealing with. And so, yeah, we, we, we have to take it seriously. And, um, you know, folks like yourself that are on the front lines, look, I'm, I'm married to a teacher. Um, my mom was a nurse, you know, so I, I, I get when people talk about, you know, essential personnel, you know, essential mm -hmm. workers. Um, but I would also add to that, um, anyone that is a practitioner in cybersecurity, um, like yourself, Sam, y'all are on the front lines as well. Yeah. Um, well, I don't want to be too dramatic here, but you know, a friend of mine the other day said something that really resonated with me: is cybersecurity professionals defend those who can't defend themselves. You just talked about teachers; they teach those that can't teach themselves, right? And nurses, they heal those that can't heal themselves, right? So it's I'm not about to go, I'm not about to say cybersecurity professionals is a public service or anything like that, but you know, there, there is a lot of purpose in what we're doing, oh, especially when it comes to healthcare and critical infrastructure. For sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So Sam, let me ask you, what advice mm -hmm. would you give youngsters who would like to choose cybersecurity as a profession? Yeah. Um, so Man, I don't know whether I should give them advice to prepare for the industry or to be, you know, successful. But I guess they're kind of synonymous in a way, right? Um, it is prepare to be uh, uncomfortable, right? I think there's a lot of us um, in the industry that either there's no way to know everything, okay? So prepare not to know everything as well. Prepare to be uncomfortable not knowing everything, <laughs> okay? Um, Prepare to, uh, I don't want to say burn out, but get a little tired sometimes and there's nothing wrong with it, right? Um, but also prepare to pick yourself up if nobody else does and just keep chugging along, keep going because it's an amazing industry um, and it pays well. <laughs> you know, I think that matters too. <laughs> no, this is true. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. No, Sam, you know, when, when you think about, okay, what are, and, and it's funny, I've, I've heard two schools of thought, right? Mm -hmm. One is, okay, 
and this is, you know, from people that I've interviewed recently for the podcast, um, you know, I've had them say, well, you know, don't go into cybersecurity if you're not passionate about it, you know, because we don't need another, you know, passionless, soulless person doing cybersecurity. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Facts, sure. respect. I totally understand it. Right. But then um, there is a nonprofit here in Atlanta called um, Women in Technology. Mm -hmm. right? And I want to say within the last month or two, um, they just graduated a cohort of about 20 single moms. Wow. Um, who they took through however many weeks or months it was. I, I'm going to say it was maybe a six week, no, excuse me, six month um, program. But they, they essentially took, you know, 20 single mothers who knew nothing about cybersecurity, um, coached them up, trained them up, you know, paired them with mentors. And mm -hmm. now we have 20 women who are, you know, in cybersecurity, right? Um, and, and of course, you know, they're, they're doing it for their families, right? And they're now able to provide a phenomenal income you know, for themselves and for some flexibility. Absolutely. You know, mm -hmm. for their loved ones. So yeah, you know, let's, let's not get it twisted. You know, the, <laughs> the, the income potential and the, you know, lifetime earning potential within cybersecurity, within technology, you know, in general is amazing. So, you know, even if it's, you know, even if you weren't a math genius, you know, in, mm -hmm. In, in, in high school, you know, and, and even if you didn't, you know, graduate with, you know, a bachelor's in electrical engineering, um, there is a place for you at the table. Um, yeah. You know, and so. And I wouldn't go so far as to say that everyone who, everyone who's passionate about security needs to work in security. Um, but I do think you need to be able to tie some sort of purpose to it, right? Okay. But at the same time, let's not forget that a job is a job, right? I, I don't wake up every morning whistling, happy go lucky, you know, <laughs> ready to go to work, right? I, I, that's a good point, that Sam. Way. That's a good point. But I'm, but I'm passionate. I am extremely passionate. But shit happens. Things in our personal life weigh us down right. like crazy. So having that passion helps. Having that tied to some sort of purpose definitely helps. So find your fulfillment, I guess. So. Oh, I, I think that's, that's, that's a, a great way of looking at it, you know, mm -hmm. be able to tie what you are doing to a purpose. Yeah. Um, so no, that's, that's phenomenal advice. All right, Sam, we're going to mm -hmm. look five years down the road and Oof. I want you to tell us what do you think security and data privacy are going to look like um, in 2026? I am going to say things that are very obvious. One, because I like to be right. And two, because I really do believe that, you know, these things are, will, will start to happen here. So <clears throat> we're gonna see more high profile attacks. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Threat actors are getting better and they tend to share better than cybersecurity professionals do. 
plain and simple. Even mm. if they sell it, right? They share better. Yes. They share their tips, their techniques, their tactics. They have entire, if you listen to my TEDx, they have entire organizations of people who are who specialize in this stuff and compromise. There are organizations out there that are backed by their governments to compromise companies in other countries, right? So they're going to get better. There's, they're going to have training opportunities. They're going to sell. There's going to be more ransomware as a service, you know, different ways to compromise as a service. Um, so we're going to see more high-profile compromises. I will say so much as we will likely see five or more each year around that time. Okay. Okay. Um, and then uh, the evolution of the digital world will only make our jobs more important. Again, super obvious. But it's the truth. All right, is that we, that's why I'm so big on you know diverse individuals in this industry. One, because we need to look like our threat actors look. We need to be able to think like our threat actors look. We need to understand their culture. Absolutely. Right? Um, and uh, because you know, they just more people. We need more people in this industry, plain and simple. Um, do I think that there is a? I'm going off on a tangent here. Sorry. Do I think that there is a cybersecurity job shortage? Yes. But I don't think it's because there isn't talent. I think we are snobs. Mm. <laughs> we are snobs. And anybody who disagrees with me, you're a snob. No, I'm kidding. But seriously, the cybersecurity professionals, we're snob. We feel like everyone who comes up in the cybersecurity industry should go through the same things we did. And that's not a fact. That is not a fact. Did you want to no. touch on that? No, <laughs> Sam, there's... um, there. There is someone that, um, and I'm trying to remember her name, uh, but I'm connected to her on LinkedIn and she mm -hmm. posts a ton of amazing, sensible content about cybersecurity. Um, is, it, is it Naomi Buckwalter? Yes. <laughs> Virtual high five, Sam. I love yes. that woman. Yes. Naomi, shout out, absolutely, shout out, Naomi, not and Naomi, Naomi. Yes, and what's what's amazing is she just lays it on the line, right? Mm -hmm. She's like, stop making cybersecurity this um, gilded, you know, fortress that mm -hmm. only a select few are going to be allowed into. Yep. Right. And, and, and I, and I could not agree more. Um, yep. You know, there, there are people, right. Who, and, and when we think about it, there, there's always somebody smarter, Sam, mm -hmm. there's already, there's always somebody better. There's always somebody faster. Right. Yep. Like when I was a kid, I ran track. Right. And I was fast for, my local track club, right? Right. But when we went to St. Augustine, Florida, <laughs> I got smoked. That's tough. Smoked. Right? <laughs> I, I, and I remember I got smoked. Why? Mm -hmm. Because there's always somebody better, mm -hmm. right? And, and that's okay. 100%. Right? You, you can't say because there's somebody better or because there's somebody that looks different, um, we're not gonna let them in. Right. Right. And so 
yeah, to um, Naomi Buckwalter. Um, there's another lady, uh, Carmen Marsh, who's doing amazing things. Um, yeah. And I mean, th there's just, a, there's uh, Tia Hopkins. Um, I mean, there's, there's a whole host of people that are speaking, you know, loudly and proudly about the fact that we don't need to keep people out you know, right. letting people in. Um, yeah. I'll, say, I'll say this last thing. To your point about organizationally, how these um, hackers and threat actors mm -hmm. are getting down. If, if I hit your company with ransomware, there is a toll-free number that I have for you to call into, right? Um, if for some reason the um, decryption tool that I said would work isn't working, right? Yeah. Th there's there are people <laughs> that you can escalate. That there's like a tier two. It's an enterprise. It's an enterprise. Sam, it is. It is exactly that. Like, yes. So, so when you're dealing with that level of organization. Right? When you're when you're dealing with that kind of um, mindset, mm -hmm. it's all hands on deck. Yep. Yeah. I, if you threat intelligence professionals out there, actually just any cybersecurity professional out there, your CISO needs to be giving you a green light to speak with your executives. Okay. Because you don't want anything to be lost in translation. I trust my CISO so much but she gives me the opportunity and the visibility to talk to executives and explain the risks to them there, there's nothing better than that right i, I do want to say something about naomi buckwalter real quick um we both agreed that in another life we were probably soulmates you got to get her you got to get her get her on the podcast you gotta absolutely yeah there's um there's and um there's another gentleman who is um, just as adamant and passionate, um, AJ Yawn. Um, mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, we had him on and um, he's actually the one that initially told me about Naomi. So um, yep. now that I'm She's hearing awesome. her name, yeah, now that I'm hearing her name again, yeah, we definitely need to, to get her on the podcast for sure. Um, totally. All right. So Sam, now we're mm -hmm. going to flip into questions that are specific to you as far as cool. your favorites. Um, yeah. So first question, what is your favorite musician or band? Again, I can't just pick one, okay? <laughs> I don't follow directions well. Um, uh, so That's I'm okay. super, super, super into Brent Fayez right now okay. and uh, Jasmine Sullivan. Something about the way she sings. I mean, you can tell she, she grew up in church, right? Because she's not singing about God, but she may, she makes you feel them anyway. Right. Um, right. Yep. Um, and then uh, I used to I used to be very much into rock. I still listen to it every okay. so often. So, if there are any listeners out there who know Johnny Craig and love Johnny Craig, please reach out so we can bond on it. Because not okay. not a lot of people know him. <laughs> not a lot of people know him. <laughs> okay. So I'm sure there's somebody out there that is a Johnny so. Craig aficionado. 
And if you yeah. are, you have um, an open invitation to connect with Sam, totally. Austin, Johnny Craig. Okay, love it. Mm -hmm. All right, how about a favorite hobby or pastime? Oh man, uh, I'll be honest, I love sitting on my butt and watching movies. Love watching movies. Okay. Um, but I also used to play basketball. So um, every so often I love to get out there and shoot around a little bit. I was a ball hog, loved to shoot and I still got it. So oh, I like to right. see it. That's what's up. Okay. Love it. I love it. Um, how about a favorite place to go on vacation? Oh, wow. So I haven't been to as many places as I'd like, um, but my two favorite places so far were Nashville. I spent four days around Labor Day last year in Nashville, and that was so okay. much fun, just hanging out downtown. Um, and then uh, I went to Maui, Hawaii. Oh, incredible. nice. Absolutely incredible. I mean, really Islander feel. There, it felt like I had no worries. I just wanted to turn off my phone, disconnect completely from the rest of the world and enjoy. And that's exactly what I got to do. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Two, two amazing places, Maui and Definitely. Nashville. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. Sam, what teacher at any level would you say has had the most impact on you? There's so there's again, I can't, I can't really just choose one. I know but it's there, a theme. <laughs> It was actually the person who I was, um, she was my academic decathlon leader my junior year, and then my first grade teacher. And both of them had a similar trait and okay. they accepted, they accepted kids for who they were. Oh. There's no judgment, right. there's no, you know, favoritism. Like they saw the strengths in all of these kids and, and would treat them and give them what they needed, right? Individually. I don't know how they did it with all of the kids that they, you know, especially the high school one, right? She sees a lot of kids all the time, but she, she was a common favorite. And I think it's because of that. Okay. Awesome. Well, Hey, yeah. shout out to, um, both of those. Miss Garcia. Movies. Yeah. Miss Garcia. I haven't seen her in a really long time. And Mrs. Zablocki. Okay. Warren high school. Yep. Oh, and, and, and we remember the names as well. That's, of that's course. awesome. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. All right. So, Man, Sam, I hate to even do this. But, <laughs> the uh, last question? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, this is, it. it's like, like when I was younger, we would have um, cousins like come through, you mm -hmm. know, from New York or from Barbados or wherever. And it was like just the most amazing time. And you yeah. just never wanted it to end. It's a vibe. I, it's a vibe. I, I mean, this is exactly that. Um, yeah. This has been so phenomenal. Um, but I, I will ask the question nonetheless. Um, what advice would you give to your 18-year-old self? So, again, not following any instructions. <laughs> I, I would give this to my 18-year-old self, but I would also just give this to anybody. Okay. I generally talk to, I usually end on it at a lot of the talks that I do um, by myself, but um, it is say yes, right? So kind of goes along with that taking risks, taking opportunities when they come to you. Just say yes. Don't care about the imposter syndrome. Don't care about, you know, the, the anxiety and the nerves that you're feeling. Say yes now, deal with that other stuff later, right? And then the second one is um, just show up, right? So once you say yes, you got to show up, okay? 
Indeed. Don't call last minute, right? It's a good opportunity to just go. And once you get there, things will, you know, fall into place. So just show up. The other part about just show up that I want to be sure to um, also touch on is it is sort of inherent as a human to have be in these ruts, right? And you're always going to, you're, you're going to be in a rut. Some people are in worse ruts than other, right? Mental illness, depression, whatever. Sure. Um, do your best to show up despite the rest, right? Just show up and you won't be sorry. And then um, my third one, and probably the biggest one is don't make life harder than it needs to be. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think after COVID, I think we all kind of feeling like this. I mean, all of this stuff hit us all at once in addition to the personal stuff that happened. So that those things are inevitable. Don't make life harder on yourself than it needs to be. Sam, there's um, a friend of mine who in sharing something very similar, um, you know, to what you just did, um, they said, you know, be sure to give yourself grace. Mm. Uh, and I, and I mm -hmm. think that's, that's really what you're getting at, you know, with the whole, you know, don't make life harder than it needs to be, right? Give, give yourself grace. Yep. Right? Um, it's, it's okay to not have the answer to every question, right? It's, it's okay not to, to be on 24 seven, yep. right? You know, give, give yourself space to breathe. Mm -hmm. So, yep. Absolutely. I try. I am not successful all the time. That's a big one for me. I do. I tend to make life a little harder than it needs to be. I constantly say yes. You reached out. I said yes. Right. I will continue to do that. And I showed up. You let me reschedule. Shout out to you. But I showed up. Right. Um, <laughs> but the don't like, don't make life harder than it needs to be so hard because it's easy to beat yourself up after you failed. Right. It's harder to look at the silver lining. So it's focused on the positive. So yeah, something I'm still working on. No, that's, you know what, that's, that's such a beautiful place to end. Um, yep. Sam, again, I, man, this, we, this, we gotta this, do this again. We'll do it we again. Will. That, yeah. That's, that's all there is to it. Right. We, yep. and, and we, and we do have a conversation on emotional intelligence coming. Um, mm -hmm. I will reach out to Deidre and we'll, we'll, we'll make that happen. Um, cause I think that that definitely needs to be covered and yes. I am, yeah. And I am all for, you know, facilitating that. Um, but Sam, before we go, mm -hmm. what's the best way for people to, um, stay in contact with you, you know, to, yeah. to follow you on social media? Absolutely. So, um, on LinkedIn, I'm Samara R. Williams. Um, my name is still unique, but I decided to make myself different still by adding the R in there. Okay. Um, I am super responsive. Yes, um, she is, ladies and trying, gentlemen. If you're trying to sell me something, it's going to take me a little while, but I'll still get back to you. <laughs> but I am extremely, I'm extremely responsive. And um, on Twitter, I'm also getting better. So that one is Samara with two additional A's. Um, so S A M A R A A A R W. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but it did. So um, 
yeah, reach out, follow me. If you didn't get the Twitter handle, hit me up on LinkedIn. I'll give you the Twitter handle, whatever, whatever you need. Um, always open to talk and making new friends. Okay. And Samara, it has truly been a pleasure. Um, Same here. Obviously, we will put the TED Talk link in the show notes. Um, Thank you. The LinkedIn profile, the Twitter handle, all of that will go in the show notes. Um, but man, this honestly is a reinforcement of why I do the podcast. Um, Thank you. There are beautiful, amazing human beings like yourself in this world. And yep. it's, it's just an honor to be um, in the presence of greatness. And thank you, thank you, thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah, well, thank you for uh, seeing something in me and asking me to, to be here with you. The, the feeling is mutual, for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you. And Tech and Main Presents family, as always, thank you for listening. And be sure to tune in next time when we will have another technology expert share their wisdom. Goodbye for now. Bye. You've been listening to another episode of Tech and Main Presents. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Don't forget to tell your friends. And thanks for being a part of the Tech and Main Presents community.